Great to have you, Nikolai. Thank you. Oh, we're very excited to be here. Yeah, I'm glad you want to come. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's we're in a quite amazing place, and you work here every day. Every day, yes. Yeah. But still, you never get used to this view. You yeah. know, it's every day when you come down the stairs, yeah. it's always something new happening. Yeah. Uh, today it's a nice view, kind of view. It's not so cloudy, mm -hmm. but other days it can be super cloudy. It can be wind. Yeah. Other days again, it can be like you can see 40 meters. Wow. It's like a, there's no day that's uh, the same. It's different every day. Perfect. Yeah, it's probably amazing to to work here. We've been here setting up now for for a half an hour, and uh, we saw a bunch of fishes going by, and it was uh, quite quite lovely. Yeah, unfortunately, mm. they don't come on command no. yet. <laughs> exactly. I try to. I'm training them like my dog at home, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's not working that yeah. good because yeah. I don't have the treats for them. Yeah. And and uh, you, Nikolai Elitskort, I hope I pronounce it correctly. Yeah, it's yes, perfect. Uh, yeah. So the people who don't know who you are, uh, can you tell us a little bit about about yourself? Um? Yes, of course. Uh, yeah. So yeah, my name is Nikolai Elitsko, and I'm a Danish chef living here in Norway now. I'm living on Norway now for ten years, and I've been a part of this restaurant for almost five years, more or less. I was. In this project, two and a half year before we opened, and now mm. we have been running for two and a half year. Yeah. So being a part of this restaurant, you know, it's like uh, for a long time, and it feels like my little baby also, even though I'm not the big investor. No. Uh, but for me, it's like it's my yeah. little child. Of course, yeah. I remember, I remember a couple of years ago when I was reading about this project, like restaurant, like beneath the sea. I was like, wow, they're crazy. Yeah. Uh, really, are <laughs> they gonna do this? Yeah. And then, you, then you made it happen. So. So, so tell me, like, when you decided to be a part of this project, and and you're the uh, face outwards, mm. like, uh, did you did you think in the beginning that this might not probably happen? Or what did you think? Um, when I had the first meeting with the investors, yeah. when they called me and asked if I wanted to come for a cup of coffee, and they told mm -hmm. me about this project, I was yeah. actually in. In a crossroad in my life, I didn't know if I wanted to continue cooking or if I wanted to do something else. Yeah. And I was starting to think about, okay, maybe I could, I don't know, do something else like taking care of children or... Mm -hmm. uh, so, so, so completely different. So, you, you really, something yeah. totally different than yeah. food. Wow. Or maybe, you know, work with food and children, mm -hmm. like teaching food, children how to eat and blah, blah, yeah. blah. Mm -hmm. But then when I met these guys and they, they, the two brothers, who is kind of the main investors, uh, the Uberstel family, yeah. they they showed me the pictures of digital pictures of how the restaurant would be kind of looking like. And I was like, mind blow yeah. right away. And it so was the like, vision just like appealed to you. Yeah, and yeah. we talked a little bit. They talked about kind of their ambitions, what mm -hmm. they wanted to. And they mentioned Missling Star, and that's always have been a dream for me. Yeah. And then I was like hooked right away. I was like, okay, fuck it. Where do I sign? <laughs> Give wow. me the paper. Yeah, exactly. But of course, they didn't have any contract ready. They yeah. were not prepared for it either. You no. know, it was like, oh, okay, we just wanted to have yeah. a conversation. And I see. still at that point, it was still like, there was a small percentage that the restaurant would not even be possible to build yeah. because the project kind of cracked a couple of times. It exactly. was getting more it's, and more I expensive. Mean, the architecture is, is quite quite uh, quite it's, interesting. Exactly. Is, they, they started, you know, with one project, but it's yeah. exploded, you know, yeah. and that's kind of how it is also. Yeah. Um, but anyway, at some point we found out, okay, now it's really going to happen. Yeah. And from that day on, I started working on the menu also. Mm -hmm. Um, and actually, from the first time I met them, it was in December yeah. 16, I think it was. And then I started thinking already about dishes that mm. I want to cook. Yeah. And one of these dishes is still a part of the menu. Wow. Uh, but it took many months to develop also. Yeah. But it's a part of the menu now, and it's kind of one of the, I would say, more important dishes. Mm. It's kind of telling a part of our story. Yeah. Um, and we have a couple of these dishes that's have been on the menu since we opened yeah. and probably will be forever yeah. as long as I'm on the, how do you say, controlling, controlling the, the ship. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, yeah. and these dishes is also really important for me, of course. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, it's uh, interesting the dimension. I, I, I felt when I entered the building, you, you can feel there's a, there's a lot of soul here and the architecture and the detail uh, mm. uh, is quite specific. and, and when you were deciding the menu, did you was there a lot of creative processes which you had to go through? Did you have a walk through the ocean, or like what did you do to uh, to uh, figure that out? Actually, mm, yes, 
<laughs> I was many, many things. Yeah. Being out with fishermen, try to look at their bycatch. Uh, mm-hmm. I was out with a fisherman, for instance, fishing for ling. Mm-hmm. And he filled the fishes on board, but threw all the intestines and everything out in the sea. Yeah. And for me, it makes no sense, you know, why don't we use the roe from um, such a beautiful fish yeah. when we are used to eating roe from a, a lot of other fishes mm-hmm. like caviar. Yeah. So actually in the beginning, I was also in this trap that many restaurants are in that we need to have caviar on the menu. Yeah. But for me, when I start thinking more and more about it, we don't have sturgeon out here. Mm-hmm. So for me, it made no sense to have caviar on the menu when we have we have a lot of roe from different fishes and yeah. the menu but it makes more sense to take things that we actually have in this part of Norway in this mm-hmm. region yeah. so the project is also a lot about showing this part of Norway like yeah. what do we have in this region Norway and, and South Norway Lindesnes yeah, yeah what can you actually find when you go out if you yeah. go out and dive mm. uh, so of course also I spend a lot of time in the water and I'm still doing that really diving yourself diving really? myself wow. and um, yeah. and I loved to dive before when I was younger, like 15, mm-hmm. 16, like free yeah. diving. But then I kind of stopped up. I grew, yeah. grew from it and I started doing other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now after this project, I really, really got it back again. Mm-hmm. So now I try to jump in the water. Before I did it every week to yeah. forage for seaweed myself, mm-hmm. I found out that it takes a lot of hours. We, we, yeah. we use a lot of seaweed. Yeah. Uh, so now I, I, I hired a guy to do this <laughs> for me. But still, yeah. once a month, I have to go out. Yeah. Feel is a important part of the project that you are in the ocean. Yes, feel the ocean on me again Mm -hmm. and discover also following the seasons. I mean, here Mm -hmm. we can see quite good the season, of course, how it's changing because the season underwater is changing just like on the land. Yeah. Um, But still, there's many things that we don't have outside the window here that we Mm -hmm. have maybe in the bay over there or on a bay over there. So for me, it's really important to come out and see and discover also. to find new ingredients we can use. Yeah. And also I love to spare fish so it's so when when I can do both at the same time. Great. Yeah, that that we have in common. Uh, <laughs> fishing is a, is a is a great mindfulness exercise. Oh, right? yes, yeah. yes. There's nothing better yeah. than going down the mm. bottom of the sea just laying there yeah. looking for a fish. I'm yeah. not a good spare fish at all. <laughs> no, no, no. But I pretend I am and yeah. that's the most important. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But tell me a little bit about uh, you you became you be, you wanted to become a chef. So so, what's the story behind that? So when did you figure that out? Um, it was a big big coincidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not been this guy sitting at my mom's uh, or grandma's kitchen counter and watching her cooking no. tomato sauce and whatsoever every no. day. I was in school. Mm-hmm. My teacher, this was in tenth grade, maybe thought that it was not the best idea for me to go three year three year more in school to study further. Yeah. It was maybe not for me. Mm-hmm. So she actually said, oh, well, you need to do something with your fingers, with your hands. And I already tried to be out as a carpenter. Yeah. And it was great. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, but then I tried to be a chef for uh, two weeks mm-hmm. or one week or something uh, as a part of this school program where you go out and then you try to work and see if this is something for you. Yeah. And even though I have bandages, all my ten fingers almost and cuts everywhere it was still it was like there was something it was talking yeah. to me you know it was something that i could see myself doing the rest of my life yeah at that point yeah at you felt point, something yeah. yeah i felt something mm-hmm. uh, i didn't have any uh, high expectations about myself or my own skills yeah. or whatsoever i was so at just, this time you didn't think oh i want to be a michelin chef uh, that, that was not in your mind just i didn't like, even hey, know I, what I, the fuck a michelin star is no. you know, it's <laughs> no. like uh, what is about that selling, michelin star they're I selling never, tires yeah, right exactly yeah, for me it was uh, i didn't yeah. know what it was uh, yeah. so but yeah. i got an apprenticeship at a restaurant yeah. uh, actually a hotel yeah in, in denmark, in, denmark yeah. in the yeah. northern mm-hmm. part of denmark where yeah. i was uh, a sous chef there who yeah. helped me a lot developing uh, my skills and also trying to help me find my path. Mm-hmm. And I remember he asked me once, he said this, okay, so Nikolai, what do I actually want to get out of this education? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm from a, a fishing village. You can say there's only 30,000 people living there. And he was like, straight from my heart, I just want to get education. Yeah. And I saw just this disappointment in his face. Yeah. I was like, fuck, I have to change the answer fast. So I yeah. stripped around and said, okay, then I want to be the best. Yeah. And from that day on, I kind of worked every day to w- make myself better. Yeah. I always do better and better and better and yeah. progress. Did that, was that a turning point like in your life that, okay, you're not just getting the education, you want to be best in what you do you, and this, being a chef? I got this question 17, 18 years ago. Yeah. 
and I'm still remembering it. Yeah. I remember we were standing next to the, the table where we made bread and the ice mm -hmm. cream machine. Yeah. So for me, I think it was a really important question. Yeah. So that's a part of your ambition, that, that one thing is, is doing the, the best meal and participating in the project, but you want to do it properly and be the best. Um, yeah, at that point, but yeah. um, I think be the best chef is something that doesn't really exist, because no. who decides who's good and who's not. Yeah. Um, but I want to, be, to always do the best that I can, mm -hmm. and be, the, of course, like things, I get older and things change also, I want also to be a the better person yeah. for my staff yeah. and not be this asshole just like standing and screaming. No. So I want to do the best I can with cooking mm -hmm. and I want to be the best person I can for my staff, yeah. family and all these things. So that the concept a little bit evolved then, like not just to the cooking, but it's actually, I see the, the many people in the kitchen now, yeah. very close to the kitchen and, and, and you, are the, you are their leader, that becomes mm. a part and part of it, that you're managing. Uh, people the right way is that is that, is that uh, part of the, your goal as well yes exactly and yeah. also I have to take care of the front of us yeah at the same time you know so uh, coming from kind mm -hmm. of I have no leadership education at all no. um, and suddenly you are in charge of maybe 30 staff member and mm -hmm. 10 internships yeah. it's a lot of things it's a lot of things to think about it's a lot yeah. of, of course it's stressful mm -hmm. because you always have to think about are people happy? Yeah. Are they not happy? Why are they not happy? What can I do to change so they will be happy? Yeah. Is it just a small thing? Is it a personal thing that I cannot fix? You know, mm -hmm. many things. Uh, yeah. um, and it's always like, like I told before we started the camera, it's like, it's normal for persons to work at this kind of level of a restaurant for maybe one year, maximum mm -hmm. two. Yeah. So you always have to kind of be in touch with your staff and mm. Try to be in their mind is difficult, you know, it's impossible. Yeah. But like after the nine, tenth month they're here, you need to kind of have a serious chat with them about okay, what are they thinking about next mm -hmm. year and and this is something that I have not been the best to, but I have learned now. Yeah. Uh, it's been a huge learning progress for me this restaurant. Yeah. That I need to take more care of this also. I need yeah. to be better to spot if people are happy or unhappy. Yeah. So it's a yeah, in, interesting, interesting topic that you, you discover that 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 that's an important part of the journey. So, mm. and and how did you change that? I mean, do you watch people faces more carefully? Like, how do you determine or wonder if if someone might be unhappy? Like, what are the clues you're looking for? It can be many things. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's about knowing the people that you have hired actually, mm -hmm. because. If he's always normally telling jokes and having a good time dancing to the music, when yeah. they have music in the kitchen, we yeah. don't have now because of the television. <laughs> but when we yeah. have, you know, if yeah. they're normally in good mood and yeah. suddenly if they are not happy for maybe yeah. a day, two days, three yeah. days, four days. Some changes in mood. Some changes in the mood, yeah. then you really need to think about, okay, this guy, he probably needs to get something from his chest. <laughs> and. Do you then have one-on-one -on -one -on talks? Do you think, like, yeah. should we have a coffee? Should we, should we sit here, talk a little bit about how things are going? Or? Yeah, yeah, I normally don't do it here because then everybody can see we have this talk. Yeah. You know, so normally I will take them up to the mezzanine or yeah. take them outside, take a yeah. little walk down to the beach or something like that, you know, just to, yeah. Uh, yeah, to, to get a conversation where they, they don't have to sit here and yeah. you can basically hear what people are saying down there, you know. Mm. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So, so, so it's easier to take them outside yeah. because sometimes they have, we have many different people here with many different backgrounds. Mm. Some of them have some really strong stories. Yeah, I see. Um, and and yeah, and it's a good point as well. Like if people ask in front of others, "Are you okay?" Then of course oh, everyone okay. say, "Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, I'm yeah. fine. Yeah, sure, sure, I'm fine." Mm. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. It's just energy. Yeah. 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 You know. It's, yeah. Exactly. It's not energy. Yeah. I see. So, but you told me uh, when you were at the crossroads, mm. uh, like where we were thinking about doing something totally different, and then you kept on. Then um, I sensed—I don't know—but I sensed like uh, that that uh, that uh, you were tired tired of what you were doing. So that's yes. why. Uh, what happened then? Were, were you too long in the industry, or what, what, what happened? Then? I, th I think maybe it was a mixture of. Um also to be more present at home mm -hmm. and actually had a job that was it was a great job uh, 
I could do what I wanted also in the kitchen. I could mm -hmm. kind of choose my own menus and stuff. Yeah. And we were not too many staffs. I didn't have to really care about <laughs> so much personal stuff from other people than myself. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I just like, I lost it kind of. I lost mm -hmm. the fire in me. Yeah. Maybe it was because the, the, I always, even my mind after the conversation I had with my sous chef back then for many, many years ago, yeah. that I never really achieved what I kind of wanted to achieve, yeah. if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And then so You weren't the best, your best version in the kitchen. You, yeah, that, yeah, that point, you know, I was just like present in a kitchen and the place had, of course, ambitions, but not the ambitions that I maybe had years before. Yeah. And I think maybe that kind of, that's why I maybe wanted to get out of it. And also because of course, you know, being a family man and mm -hmm. and working like this, it's, yeah. it's not really the best combination. No. You have to find a, a balance. Yeah. And still I'm not good at that, but uh, no. prob probably uh, hopefully it will come one day. I see. But I think maybe that was one of the things, you know, and, yeah. but then when you get a chance like this, if you don't grab it, mm -hmm. if I didn't grab it that day, yeah. I will probably regret it the rest of my life. Yeah. You know, it's like, fuck it, say yes, yeah. be in it, see how it is for a year or two. Now for me, you know, as I said, this is my baby. It's like, yeah. if I have to give this uh, restaurant to another chef, there will be many tears. <laughs> uh, that's also because, you know, yeah. I'm taking yeah. so much care of this restaurant and trying yeah. to take care of everybody here. Yeah. You've been from the start. I've been in from the start. Yeah. I could kind of also mm. say what I've thought about the table and the mm. chairs, and I've designed yeah. all Design, the table, yeah. where, you know, mm. all this. Uh, yeah. I yeah. could kind of say my opinion about it. Yeah. I don't know if they listen to this, no, of course, but <laughs> no, but it's like, yeah. I could say what I thought about it, you know, yeah. and it was really, really cool. It was such mm. nice, nice experience to work with such professional people and yeah. being involved in it, yeah. you know, not that I said, this is okay, this we cannot do. But mm -hmm. I was like learning and listening mm. to the stories. Why are we doing this? Yeah. Like the wood, for instance, you know, it's coming mm. five, six, seven kilometers from here. It's local yeah. oak. Yeah. It's important stories. It's uh, my menu should also be really yeah. local, you know, so everything is kind of, it mixed together really mm. nice, I think. Yeah, I see. So, and uh, the topic you touched upon, like uh, a little bit tired uh, and of being a chef uh, some years ago, uh, we know both in research and I've seen it as a, as a psychologist for, for many years uh, uh, that uh, the interest of being a chef it is very stressful. Yes. So, so uh, tell us about that a little bit from your experience. What, what do you, from, from your perspective and experience, what, what do you think are the most stressful factors being a chef? Oh. The most that is impossible to say oh. because I'm also really picky on the small things. Yeah. If a uh, mackerel come in yeah. and it's not perfect for me, yeah. I don't think anything is perfect. I think that if you reach perfectness, if you mm -hmm. think something is perfect, yeah. then you have given up yeah. or you're simply an idiot. Yeah. So, <laughs> but as close as perfect as possible, if a mackerel come in and it's not perfect yeah. in that sense, it's. Uh, it can ruin my day, you know, because then I need to s stress with finding a new mackerel. Mm -hmm. Then I have to call the fish supplier. Yeah. He's uh, maybe one hour from here. Then I have to call the fish supplier from over there yeah. that is closer. Maybe he has yeah. some, you know, this. Mm -hmm. Suddenly I have to call three different uh, fish landings yeah. to try to see if I can get new mackerel. So, so when you experience the quality of standards of the food, which you don't control because you're then reliant on the supply. Yes. If you see that the quality is not there, uh, th then that is a high stress for you. For me, yes. Yeah. And then also, of course, problems with the staff. If there's someone having, like we talked about, a really bad day, mm -hmm. you kind of get a little bit stressed about, okay, what uh, can I do to fix this? And yeah. when that person say, okay, you know what? Uh, my granddad, he just died. I have to go. Yeah. And when they say that, they mostly never come back because they have to go maybe to Spain, yeah. Italy, yeah. Singapore, you know, they have to travel a long distance. Yeah, you have a, a lot of international staff. Yes, yeah, yeah. so mm. everybody's international. Mm -hmm. yeah, I have, uh, I have, we have only like me as a Dane and then one Norwegian person hired, yeah. you know, in the front of house, yeah. in the kitchen. Everybody is from abroad, from many different countries. Yeah. So when they have to go mm -hmm. away, um, they will, maybe some of them can travel the day after or two days after or something, but then they go. Mm. 
they spend time with their family, they yeah. find out this is the right to do for them right now, yeah. which I, I totally understand. Yeah. And then the stress starts, then I need to find someone to cover yeah. his position. Yeah, re re replacing that person yes. and, and keeping the quality again. And yeah, exactly. Run, running, so running then the you kind of have yeah. to yeah. teach a new person. Yeah. So there's many, many stressful things in a restaurant. Yeah. It's yeah. not so stressful for me to have the service and the guest. No. For me, it's the stress. Yeah, it's often that people think that, the complaints from guests and all that, that that's stress, but no. that's not for you. No. no. If for me, of course, if they complain, it's not fun. <laughs> no, no. But for me, no. it's, um, it's what's happening on the day until 6 o'clock, because I think from 6 o'clock, mm -hmm. when we have the guests coming in, we can control the evening. Yeah. Because then then we, that's under your control. Because then, you, yeah. then it should be under our control. Yeah. So yeah. That, then I'm more relaxed. Yeah. But in the daytime, up to the service, yeah. that's where the stress is. Yeah, interesting to hear because I think most people uh, like who, who haven't worked in the industry, including me, would assume that the most stress factors are doing the highest activity well the service. But you're explaining, no, it's not, it's before. Probably yeah. for some other ships yeah. it is, mm. uh, but we have good systems to follow. We have yeah. um, many chefs and they have their responsibility. Yeah. And then I have someone to control that he's doing his job. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, I'm on the top of the chain and controlling that they're yeah. doing their job also. So it's like one chef has maybe three, four dishes to take care of. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what he's specialist in. And that's also the problem comes when we have to replace him because then he have developed his system, his mm -hmm. own techniques. Maybe he have yeah. changed a small thing in how to... Uh, we make some difficult things, of course, but how he's maybe whipping a cream around in a mold to make it looks perfectly like a limpet. Mm -hmm. It's something that is in your hand. It's an, uh, he's kind of an, uh, how do you say, like Picasso, he's an artist. Yeah. And teaching that to another guy is barely impossible mm. because he had to practice himself yeah. to learn it. Mm. Um, yeah, so it becomes a, yeah. So for me, it's yeah. more the stress is more about what's going on on the day before yeah. the guest comes. I see, I see. Okay, uh, and then you mentioned as well, like, the, the, there was a period in your life when you were trying to balance work and, 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 and family life mm. or, or private life. And, and you define yourself as family man or like... Uh, yeah, I have uh, a girlfriend or... and a dog and the dog is kind of my kid also. <laughs> okay, I see. <laughs> yeah, being two kids, restaurant, restaurant and the dog. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so something has changed because uh, you're happy now. and. Mm. Uh, and then, uh, and people would assume that this is a, still a very stressful uh, place to work. But oh, yes, you, of course. But, but <laughs> you uh, talk about that you are in a good place now. So mm. what, did, what did you change to get in, get the get the balance right? For me, the biggest change probably came when my work became my hobby mm -hmm. and uh, lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, so, so you don't think of this as work? No, it's not work. No, exactly. It's uh, for me sitting and talking with you now. It's like. It's a normal day. I could, yeah. I could do this also yeah. if it was a Sunday at yeah. three o'clock with a glass of wine. You know, yeah. it would still be the same for me. Yeah. I don't think things as work no. so much anymore. No, it's a, it's a life lifestyle. Yeah, I, I see. So, so that changed a little bit uh, with more passion and more engagement. Mm. Uh, the more hard to the work you were doing, that then then things changed. Is that is that what, yes. what happened? Maybe yeah. yeah. And also, of course, when we changed from having open five days to four days, that's a mm -hmm. big, big... Uh, Was that a big, big change? Yeah. That's a big change for the yeah. staff. Yeah. Because they don't, of course, have the same place in their hearts as I have for this restaurant. Mm -hmm. Of course, they have a place in their hearts when they're working here. But yeah. when they choose to leave, you know, it's after one year or two years, yeah. there's another place in their heart, you know. Yeah. And this, uh, for me, this place will always be in my heart. Mm -hmm. I see. Okay. And then you talked a little bit about like daily routines and, and methods which you, which you do, which is also helping you being at your best, diving, fishing. Mm. Uh, and then you talked about as well that you have a routine sometimes uh, after the workday or after the shift is done. Yeah. Uh, what, do you, what do you do after, after a shift? I have 30 minutes home mm -hmm. by car. Yeah. So I jump in the car and then I listen to whatever music I want. And then you have these 30 minutes to just kind of relax yeah. and and think about the day. Yeah. Then when I come home, I can go directly into bed mm -hmm. and sleep and get the sleep I need. Instead yeah. of just sitting up, many chefs are sitting up all night watching yeah. stupid television and Netflix. Of course, I do that sometimes also. Yeah. But 
Um, but when I come home, I'm kind of prepared to go to bed. Yeah. So, so that's a routine you purposely thought about. It's good for you, winding down in the car, then you just want to go to sleep. Yeah. yeah. And then the, listening to some good music, you know, yeah. and it can change from day to day, whatever yeah. I want. I see. So, so some people in the, in the industry have often talked about, like, uh, you have uh, higher availability to alcohol or yeah. food, and, and that is... Uh, that is pros and cons, <laughs> I assume. So, and some uh, I've talked with in, in the industry, like after a shift, they would like have a couple of glasses of wine or mm. or beer, and that in the end becomes a routine. And then suddenly you're stuck in a, uh, for some you're stuck in a spiral. Mm. So has that been sometimes the case years before that? Oh that, yes, yeah. <laughs> yes before yes. Yeah. Yes before I was also partying a lot yeah. after work. After shift, yeah. After the shift, yeah. yeah. But now you know it's. The last couple of years, I have not had that. Right. I didn't really want it to. You changed that. I yeah. changed that. And then also, actually, another thing we did with the restaurant is normally it's just, at many restaurants, you sit after work and get a, uh, some beers together mm -hmm. and kind of party at some places. Yeah. But this I really don't like. So yeah. it's like when we are done here, if we have some leftover wine, they can get it. And then they have to go home to their own houses. Yeah. And if somebody wants to have a party, they can. But it should not be like that people feel that they are kind of uh, engaged, can you say that, mm -hmm. to be uh, contributing to this yeah. party, yeah. even though they maybe just want to go home and sleep. Yeah. Interesting point you come up with, and then your personal reflections and, and style also influences how you manage. Mm. Because, uh, yeah, so in that case, if, if it's expected of people that everyone should join after the shift and drink. It kind and, of is. Yeah, and sometimes people just want to go home. Yeah. And, and they're tired. And mm. then, then if you would be the one wanted to party, then probably people would be there because they're afraid not to. Or something <laughs> Maybe like that, you yeah. don't know, but I'm not partying so much. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. And, and the dog, uh, does he play a, a, a big role? The dog? The dog in helping you, uh, you, 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 talk, you talk very po positively yes. and lovely about him. Yeah, and he's, when I come home, it's yeah. nice to lay on the, on the floor yeah. and say hello. To, he's always sleeping when I come home, of yeah. course. <laughs> so it's always yeah. nice when I come home yeah. and lay on the floor together with him and yeah. just like... Mm. Yeah, I see. Now I, I probably will get a negative uh, SMS from your girlfriend because I asked about the dog before I asked about her. Uh, he comes first, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so no, no, but no. you talked lovely about her and and yeah. you're you're thanking thanking family and uh, you have you been together for 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 a long time? Yes, I thought it was eight, but it's seven years. I found out when yeah. we had the. Eight years, I said, congratulations with the eight years, and then she said it's seven. No, oh. But I oh. remember the date. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 I think exactly. I was excused. <laughs> I hope she has a good humor, so she wasn't... Ah, she has, she has. Okay, that's great, okay. So seven years, seven mm. years it is, okay. And and is she, is she proud of you? Is she proud of me? Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I think so, I don't know, yeah. it's like, I, I really think she is, because she liked to talk with friends about me and the project also but yeah. it's a difficult question no. uh, i don't ask if are you proud of me <laughs> no, no, it's okay. like <laughs> correct yeah so and and being in relationship with a chef it's different hours and then uh, when there's uh, full activity here mm. you, you, there's a little bit different lifestyles for for couples who who have one of them are chef or in the industry so uh, have you had talks about that, that your lifestyle is a little bit different than, than oh, yes. typical others? And, of yeah. course. Yeah. Um, but you know, see also see how happy I am mm -hmm. about what I do. Yeah. And maybe how unhappy I would be if I had to take care of kids. Yeah. So I think also see, see the value in having me happy when I'm actually home. Yeah. Um, and before I was not so good at being present when I was home because the phone is calling and blah blah. Yeah. Now I'm better at just putting it aside and you know, okay, it's not so important to talk with uh, the vegetable supplier on a Sunday evening mm. maybe. Yeah, I see. When we just chit chat because we are good friends. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I see. So and since you've been been together for many years, they see can also maybe see the changes. Now you're more happy than before, and then uh, for sure, yeah, for sure, you're more present at home. Yeah, the I would say so myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we would have to check reference check with her and the dog. Oh, for sure. Well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's interesting often how that plays is that some people would assume uh, it's a logical assumption that 
more work equals more stress but in your case not because now you're working a lot but mm. still you're in better balance yeah. i think so yeah for it sounds stupid yes but uh, yeah. if i go to work one day and work only six hours yeah uh, if it happens you know yeah. when i go to work mm. <laughs> since work is still my lifestyle but for me it doesn't feel like i've really been to work no so i think that's where i also found out that this is a lifestyle i'm living yeah. actually i see so and we talked a little bit about it uh, before uh, uh mental health uh, and of course you you know uh, we are very passionate about that mm. uh, and we talked about the staff uh, and how they have been doing ha have you had throughout the years experience with staff who have you have seen have mental issues, for example, depression, anxiety, or yeah. alcohol addictions. Oh, yeah, all of them. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, I hope not all the staff, but all no, the No, 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 <laughs> but I mean, like, all the... We <laughs> have seen many different yeah, things. Many different things. And it's really sad, yeah. you know, also drug abuse. And yeah. now it's not so common anymore as it no. was before in yeah. the restaurant industry, or at least not people I know. Yeah. Um, but it's sad when you... Yeah. When you see these things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we hear that a lot with people who have been uh, and, uh, been having responsibility of employers uh, and uh, groups of employers, like 30, 40 people. Mm. Uh, we know, for example, by statistics, every year there's one in 10 with depression. And, and we know this is the largest mm. health issue yeah. we have. So we're not surprised, or, or me as a psychologist, but, but often people people don't realize it. So. Can you share some stories about uh, about uh, your experience with people who have had issues in, uh, in the kitchen? It's difficult to what should you say and um, for example, if, I, if you see, I worked with one guy yeah. once when I that, I was not there. I was a head chef, yeah, I was assistant head chef at a restaurant, yeah, and suddenly he just didn't came to work, you know, yeah. And we know that he was a little bit depressed. Mm -hmm. But when he didn't show up to work yeah. first day, second day, third day, you kind of get worried, yeah. especially when you cannot get in touch with him. Yeah. So we actually went home to his apartment. Mm -hmm. He was gone, you know, he packed all his things and he was gone. He just left. He just left. Yeah. And years after he mm -hmm. contacted me yeah. and said, okay, I'm sorry it happened like this, but I had some problems, but I'm yeah. okay now. Yeah. You know, but it's, you're still really worried about that mm. person when things yeah. like this happen because mm -hmm. you hear stories in the industry. Yeah. What the many industries most likely, but also this industry is is having a back side of the middle. Yeah. That I think there's quite a high suicide range also mm. for leaders in the restaurant industry, yeah. and it's really sad yeah. uh, to, to hear about that and. Mm. But I don't know what how you could change that. You know, it's, no. it's it's a difficult thing because yeah, I think often it's leaders, mm. and then there's kind of no one to look out for them, mm. most likely. Yeah. And then you don't really see it before it's too late. Yeah. Good, good, good point of reflection, and and um, and for many, of course, uh, as we talked about, high turnover. There are many people with high ambitions. All the people working here, they wanna. Of course, maintain the Michelin status and, mm. and the quality, and 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 then they have to move on their career and learn as much as they can while they're mm. here. So it, it sounds like a, a a challenging environment, challenging career. Yes, it is. It's mm. like um, you work hard, yeah. get not so good paid, most likely, yeah. uh, and you do this because of your ego. Mm. It is an ego. Yeah, you want to be better and better every day yeah. when you are the place you think now I have learned everything I can learn here mm -hmm. you move to a new place to learn even more yeah. and then you move on yeah. and I'm glad that many or oh, many it's crazy to say that now already mm -hmm. or after only two and a half years but we have yeah. had people working here mm -hmm. who after this they yeah. stepped in to open their own restaurants Wow. That makes me really happy. Then you become happy. I become yeah. happy on their behalf. Yeah. Even though maybe we have had our discussions mm -hmm. during their work relationship here. But when I see they are getting success with what they are doing after this, mm -hmm. it makes me really happy. Yeah. Must be proud then. Then you think that, okay, what they have learned here, you gave them confidence and uh, and skills that, that and they believe. Hopefully, that advisors also, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, great, great to hear. And and like like now you talk about a little bit new change of policy when it comes to that you're the chef. You're uh, focus more on being a kinder, uh, kinder manager. Mm. Can you can you share your thoughts about that? Like how you yes. change the style towards mm. people. I don't think it helps screaming and yelling no? uh, all day long oh. because when you I did that before, and mm -hmm. when you see the people, you know, then they are shaking. Yeah, and people. So you actually screamed before. Yeah. Yeah, I did yeah. that before. It's maybe this but like it's like the industry industry model. Everyone yeah, thinks you see Gordon Ramsay exactly. show, and then it's like yeah. you have to do it like this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then when it when I see how much. Better people are actually performing yeah. without doing this, but rather go to them. Hey, you know this. This we cannot serve. Yeah. Um, okay, chef, I'm sorry. And mm -hmm. then they are kind of. This is also a little bit mind sociology, I think, where you kind of put people and they th get. They see you disappointment instead of see your anger. Mm -hmm. I think that that's stronger. Yeah. And and I never get personally about it. Of course, it's mm. uh, we are doing this because we want to do the best for the guest. Mm -hmm. They're coming to pay a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but I think it helps more and hopefully it's more healthy for the team and mm -hmm. everybody around that you are not just picking someone. Okay, today you will be uh, my my zebra if you're a lion, mm. you know, yeah. and I'm going to go on you all day. Yeah. I don't think that helps. No. Also, it will show the others that, fuck, when is it, when is it my turn, you know? Mm. Yeah. So and controlling by fear in the kitchen doesn't doesn't. No, help. I don't no. think so. But no. I think yeah. Do you have mutually respect for each other? Mm -hmm. They have respect for me. I have respect for them. Yeah. I teach them as much as I can. Yeah. And uh, and then do the best that they can. And yeah. then if there is an issue that we need to fix, we fix it together instead of yelling. Yeah. Then we get it fixed faster. Yeah. I and see. better. Yeah. And I think that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Okay, I mean that that's that's very interesting that you say, yeah. and what what much what you describe here, creating psychological safety mm. uh, around in the in the in the uh, in the staffing environment uh, is is positive. So so okay. But we do also to control problems yeah. in service when we have the guest. Mm -hmm. We do every day thirty minutes where I do a tasting together with one of the sous chefs. Yeah. where I taste and look at everything they have done the entire day. Mm -hmm. So if there's something that is not good enough to serve, yeah. we can take it out already there without anybody getting disappointed or angry. Mm -hmm. Because then we can just remove it and, okay, you need to make one more. Yeah, so it's not okay. personal either. It's like this objective you're tasting and who made it or who doesn't, doesn't matter. No, it's, yeah. uh, they have all the same value mm -hmm. for me. It's, yeah. uh, what made you change that strategy towards people? Did, was it uh, was it, something happened with was an eye opener or? I don't know actually. It's just maybe who I want to be as a person and a chef. Yeah. And I remember I worked at a place, of course, where it was like the the chef he picked out a person and then you're the how do you call it uh, the the zebra today. Yeah. And for me, it didn't really help anything, you know. No. It made people unsecure. Yeah. And then I thought, okay, when I get my own restaurant, I don't want to be like this. Mm -hmm. But of course, the first couple of years, I was like this. Yeah. Uh, stupid things, you know. Mm. But then I got friends with my chefs also. The people yeah. working for me, I got friends with them. Yeah. And now, that was a former restaurant. Mm -hmm. Now they are, you know, my closest friends also. Yeah. And then I thought, okay, this was a good strategy. Mm -hmm. So when we build this restaurant, I want to do the same. Yeah. I will most likely not get the same personal connection with the guys here because they are here for one year, yeah. maybe two, and then they live abroad, they go to somewhere else. But I still think we will have a friendship. Yeah. But it's not the guy that I, you know, hang out with every Sunday or Monday. No, no. But it's, you get a friendship and yeah. you can always contact them if you need something. Mm. So building personal relations. Yeah. By that you discovered, uh, looking back, that okay. The yelling strategy is not good. No, I don't think yeah. so. Yeah. Sounds sounds very good. Um, I I would have to um, I would have to uh, come here again definitely and and eat here. I I'm so fascinated by everything around here and and seeing the kitchen and 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 here it's uh, quite quite mind blowing. Uh, Thank you. 
but uh, but I, I felt as well like sitting here the relaxing environment mm -hmm. so the architecture firm must have done a very very uh, good job as well yes is I it just me or is it very relaxing no it is here? super relaxing sitting yeah. here and i th yeah. now this is just me talking blah blah maybe yeah. but i th think i heard something about that the reason the stair is mm. going as it is yeah. and where it is located where it is is mm -hmm. something to do with that people when they come down on the water they don't feel the cost for a week yeah yeah, strange. I I, on, I thought about that entering that, okay, it's below the sea. Mm. At first, it's like you think it's a little bit scary, but yeah, how it's constructed is a little bit, it, it's not directly under, but it's slowly, no, exactly. it's slow, you're slowly getting there. Yeah. It's warm, feel warm and feel yeah. safe and the atmosphere is good and also the acoustic is good. Mm -hmm. They did an amazing job. Yeah. yeah. They know also. I, I tell them every time I meet them. Yeah, that's great, great. <laughs> So, so uh, looking back, uh, looking back uh, on on the choices you made in your life and career, uh, would you want to change anything? Uh, yes, there's one thing I would change actually. Mm -hmm. uh, since now I am in charge of these twenty, thirty people mm -hmm. who all come from ex like Michelin restaurants with three stars, two stars, one stars yeah. around the world. Mm -hmm. And I have only worked at one Michelin star restaurant in my entire career. Mm -hmm. and this is this one. Yeah. You know, so I kind of wished that I have done an internship or two or yeah. actually applied for a job at a Michelin restaurant just to try and see how it was before I jumped into this. Yeah. I've learned a lot of things. Yeah, you had to learn a lot uh, yes. above them. Uh, and, and I think that would have been both negative and positive for me also. Mm -hmm. Because maybe if I came to a restaurant where things was just like and you will be treated as shit, yeah. maybe I would absorb that and do the same. Yeah. So I think also in the positive, positive side, mm -hmm. that since I didn't do it, yeah. I don't know how they behave at restaurants like this. I behave in what I think is the best. Yeah. So, yeah, but of course, I actually a little bit regret I didn't do it. Yeah, it's a good, 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 good reflection. And then, uh, have you done anything today to to uh, to uh, get that experience, which you which you think that you maybe had, would have wanted back then? I cannot do that now. No, it's uh, I have to be here only and only here. Yeah. But getting feedback from the best chefs and others, then then oh, you become then you become better yourself. You know, suddenly yeah. with this restaurant, you become a a part of a network. Yeah, and you get to know people who have two stars and three stars, and going mm -hmm. to symposiums around the world. I've been yeah. so lucky to travel around for this restaurant before yeah. we opened, and yeah. also um, during a close time we had here, I was have, uh, lucky to go abroad to mm -hmm. make a speech about the restaurant yeah. they meet people wow you meet other chefs yeah. and other people in the industry yeah and then you kind of get it in this network yeah and that helps me a lot also because i can ask someone you know i can suddenly i can ask a three-star Michelin chef from italy that normally you would never dare mm -hmm. to ask a question how are you doing this yeah. how does this exactly. work for yeah. you yeah and he will say, okay, uh, Nikolai, we, I'm doing like this and that, yeah. and this really helps for me. Yeah. Ah, that was a cool, per cool perspective. Yeah, great, getting getting feedback from, from them. Yeah. 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 And, and you coming from Denmark, living in Norway, uh, is that uh, is it an important thing for you to spending time in Denmark? Or, or how, how is that part of, your, mm. part of your life now? I feel more Norwegian now, actually. Yeah. For me, Norway is my home. Don't you think your Danish family is going to be disappointed to hear that? My mom, uh, she loves Norway, so I think <laughs> it, will, it, will be, it will be good. Uh, she's like also 50% Norwegian, so it's... Yeah. Okay, so you're safe feel Norwegian. Yeah, 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 I'm super I, I'm safe. I'm from Iceland. If I would say that, I would get a lot of... Lot yeah, of you would? Oh, yeah, fuck. But, uh, yeah. no, but uh, the thing I mostly miss with Denmark is, just, is my friends, you know. Yeah. Uh, my friends from when I grew up, yeah. but now thank, thank you for Snapchat and Instagram and Facebook yeah. and all these things. Social keep media, in contact you can keep contact so yeah. easy. Yeah. You know, uh, oh, suddenly there, there popped up a child there. Oh, mm -hmm. one more there. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and having yeah. a boat over to Denmark uh, it takes it's easy. a couple of hours. Yeah, and, yeah. It's been difficult now, of course, because of the COVID. Mm -hmm. But 
yeah, I was not much home before either, but no. <laughs> maybe two times a year. <laughs> I see. But now, see. when me and my girlfriend are thinking about, you know, making a, a bigger family maybe mm. at some point. Yeah, getting another dog maybe. Or... Maybe another dog, no. you, you never know, you know. <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> and then, you know, then it would be nice yeah. if we would go more to Denmark and visit yeah. my family, you know, yeah. my friends. Yeah. Uh, but for now, it's like, I'm okay. Yeah. With fine with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One, two times a year in Denmark, it's okay for me. Yeah. And on the COVID now, uh, like uh, when I talk to many people who are um, in industries which have been more affected than others, mm. and, uh, clearly restaurant industry is one of those. Yes. Uh, must have been a challenging time. Oh, that was also really challenging. Yeah. A lot of our staff didn't, you know, have um, been in Norway long enough to yeah. get the uh, welfare mm-hmm. from Norway to yeah. get paid by NAV. Yeah. Um, and then we, you know, we kind of kept the staff here and said, okay, we're gonna close. I remember still the first day when it happened, you know, yeah. but we closed the restaurant and and we said to the staff, okay, this is probably gonna take two weeks, stay and everything yeah. be good and we'll find something to do together, but we should still not be more than five people together and blah, 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 all these things. Yeah. They're all living in staff houses, yeah. you know, with maximum four people. So it would be, they are kind of their own little mm. group. Yeah. Uh, but when it turned it out to be two months, it was not easy. Huh. So what we actually chose to do was like the people that didn't get any money, you know, from the government. But we helped them. Those who was lucky to get money, mm-hmm. we helped them with all their papers. Yeah. And it was a big work. Yeah. Uh, I was speed calling the office, you know, at yeah. the the NAV all the time. And then those who didn't kind of earn the money enough to get paid by now, we kind of covered. Yeah, you helped uh, out. We helped yeah. out, yeah. and and then we did the same on the second closer. So, mm. yeah, that's not nice numbers at the budget, but we feel better with ourselves because yeah. we kept those people yeah. staying here instead of they traveled home to their family. A lot of yeah. them missed their family, of yeah. course. And yeah. actually, I remember one of my Italian chefs. He said that uh, actually his mom called and said, "Stay in Norway, no matter mm. what." Don't yeah. come to Italy. Yeah. So we were lucky here, mm. especially in this part of Norway. You know, yeah. we were not in Oslo. We are yeah. in the yeah. countryside, yeah. I see. ocean side. Yeah. So you're happy. Everyone behind the restaurants happy with those decisions today. That you're proud. We're proud, proud of, of what them. we did and yeah. that we took the right decision. Yeah. Right decision to close as one yeah. of the first in Norway. Yeah. And uh, also that we could, that we had the chance to help our staff members. Mm. Um, yeah. And that's for me and for the owners. It was really important yeah. that taking care of people, taking care of people, yeah. yeah, because that's the biggest job for me and the owners is mm. to take care of all those people mm. coming from abroad. Yeah, to a little uh, a little area in Norway where yeah. there's maybe living three or five thousand people. There's yeah. nothing here. You know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's one shop yeah. and uh, yeah. a Thai restaurant. That's also the pub. <laughs> exactly. There, I not... was there yesterday, by the way. Ah, it was very amazing place. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. The spring roll is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. Okay, great. Uh, and uh, looking forward, if you if we vision a couple of years ahead, three five years ahead. So, what are, what are, what are your goals, and uh, and uh, the restaurant <laughs> goals? It's always difficult to talk about goals and ambitions and what yeah. you want in the future. But um, of course, it would be nice if we could kind of get a more a side into the ocean and teach our guests much more about what we have in the ocean mm-hmm. like what we already do now slowly slowly yeah. we use ingredients that no one else is using like mm-hmm. bycatch also from langoustine fishing industry and stuff mm-hmm. but i would like to showcase much more of this uh, of this part of norway yeah. to show that there is more in the ocean than yeah. the most common fish people think of as salmon and cod most likely yeah. there is much more and also super interesting and really flavorful and delicious fish mm-hmm. And, and then, of course, getting maybe getting the chance to work closer, even closer than what we do now, yeah. to a different, different couple, a couple of different fishermen, mm-hmm. so we can control the quality of the fish much better. Yeah. So uh, that's important. Yeah. For me, it's super important. The quality is yeah. uh, is everything. And then your stress will be also much better if you can man- manage that. Most likely higher. <laughs> 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 uh, no, that's kind of, I would really like if we could showcase more yeah. and 
also to maybe not only to the guest that's actually dining in the restaurant uh, maybe tonight or tomorrow, but also to the guest that's maybe planning to come in a year or two or people who's saving money yeah. to come in five years. You know, mm. it's a lot of people is saving up money to come here. Yeah. And that's also why I all, we need to always deliver the best that we can to them because they have saved a lot of money for a long period maybe. Mm-hmm. And it's really important and respect for them to give them the best. Yeah. And, and then if you can educate them at the same time, it's mm. fantastic, I think. Yeah. Sounds like a, a very, very good, uh, good, uh, good goal. Uh, and, and great to hear that, that uh, you focus so much about the locality of the things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, the, 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 sea, the seafood in general. Mm. So, and in the private life, what kind of goals, if I may ask, do you have there? Oof. Off the record or what? Off the record. <laughs> Off the <No>. record. <laughs> um, of course, I want to, at some point, I would like to be a dad, of course. Yeah. A real dad, not for a building. <laughs> no, I see. Yeah. And, uh, That's important for you. Yeah, it's important for me to... Yeah. It's always been a thing that I really wanted. Mm-hmm. And also, like, before I get too old, so I can actually, maybe, if I'm lucky, yeah. have grandchildren. Yeah. And I don't know why. It's, maybe it was because I have such a good connection to my grandparents that mm-hmm. I really want to try that as well. Yeah. And of course, then maybe my work situation and this lifestyle and equal kind of trip I have yeah. would probably have to change a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but for sure, this kid is not gonna eat McDonald's. <laughs> no, no, exactly. So at least bring him in, in educating the children about the food. That, that, is, that yes. is important for you. Uh, so, yeah, it's yeah, becoming a dad. At least for then, then you will have uh, three three children: restaurants, a, a dog, and then and, and, the kid. Uh, take, Hopefully, the kid. it will be easy to choose who's <laughs> number one. I hope. Exactly. <laughs> well, Nikolai, it's been. Uh, Wonderful to talk to you today, and I hope you enjoyed it the same at I the did. same level uh, as I d- did. And uh, I will definitely tell you I will uh, come back here again. Mm. I'm glad to hear. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you very much. Thanks.